Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And I'm Barry! Barry! And this episode, Barry, tell us what we're doing. Okay, so this was one that I've been kicking around for a while, and I just... It's going to be a very Nashville-centric one. I yes, it is. Kind of a fair warning now. But... To be honest, before you get into it, mm-hmm. it oh, is very Nashville centric. But everybody, no wrestling. Everybody has this. Everybody has this a version of a version of from this their for, their, for their for their town. Basically, and, so. and just to kind of segue right into the Discord, right at the end of it, if you have ones from your town that you'd like to send over, absolutely, to us, we'd love to hear about them. But what this is is you know. As it's pretty well determined, being Gen X, you know, we are all of a certain age. And growing up in that time... It's <laughs> a nice way of saying we're yeah, old. You like that? You like that? Yeah. yeah screw you guys. There are specific locations, that's venues, right. if you will. When this goes live, Dave will be 49. That's true. <laughs> but there are specific locations or venues, if you will, uh, that were always held a very special place for music venues. Absolutely. And yep. some and of them a lot of them are no longer here. Yeah, some of them are, are now parking lots and some of them are or hotels still or hotels or, or converted into other things, but specifically in Nashville because we are music city, there are a ton of music venues. Yeah. But let's just say there wasn't exactly the biggest selection of music venues at the time. No. For anything other than country. Country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like even before Broadway became what Broadway is now, yeah. Yeah. it was still very... See, when I moved to town... Well, Broadway has always been very touristy. No, it's no. When not, I moved like, to, not like it is now. When I moved to town, it was all porn shops. Yep. Yes, it was that. Tonks. But the yep. thing is, yeah. is that all the honky-tonks and the places that had music were all country music. Yes. yes. You would not go down were. on Broadway and find any rock music. Well, Broadway, 2nd Avenue, anywhere right. around there. Well, 2nd Avenue didn't, there was nothing on 2nd Avenue except for the Spaghetti thing. Factory. That was about it. Yeah. And Mayor Bulls. Yeah. Those are the only two the restaurant. The underground. That was later, though. Yeah. That, you know, but I'm talking about like, you're talking about like when you first moved here. Yeah. Uh, the underground opened in what ninety two, ninety one, ninety two, early nineties, somewhere around okay. in there. Yeah, I thought it was late, uh, sooner than that. No, no, no. It, it was when I was in college. Like when I first went to college in ninety three, mm-hmm. was when everybody was really talking about the underground. It right. had been around for a little bit at that point, but not long. So. Right, and, and but. These are specific ones, not just you know necessarily dance clubs or anything like that, but more music venues, yes. more places that you could go and see these bands that you absolutely love, absolutely, or mm-hmm. see bands that you've never heard of, but hey, it's a free ticket, or right, it's right, you know, right. hey, the local rock scene in Nashville when I moved oh, to town yeah. was pretty good. It was actually, pretty good. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is you had bands that were coming in that were. I'll, we'll say second tier. Well, you you yeah. had a lot of regional stuff, right? You it's, you know you had that southern circuit of you know college right. towns here. Rock well, bands not only that, but that. you know you, yeah you have of course you had the Athens scene um, that was still pumping out yeah. you know, a yeah. lot, and, and even around that because even though like driving and crying wasn't from Athens, they they were in that they were yeah. coming from that right. area. You know, uh, you had Birmingham. Yeah, you know, so you had like uh, uh, Texas. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but like, like I said, in the early nineties, you had like uh, Slick Lily and um, uh, Brother Kane yeah. came out of there, and there was another band too that that I forget who it was, 
that came out of there. And then, of course, you had Memphis. You had um, we you were, had stuff coming out of we, Lexington. Well, you we you know you had stuff, stuff coming out of, out of Bowling Green a little bit. Uh, you yeah, know, Bowling Green, Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, some so, Columbus. Yeah. Oh, well, Asheville. You know, yeah, I mean, Asheville, yeah, and, and you still had some that were were native. Absolutely, you, know, you had Absolutely. a couple of bands that well, were. Well, and actually, then of course Murfreesboro. I mean, oh yeah, big, I mean, yeah. Just, which for those of you who don't know is. Southeast of Nashville, it's a it's a college town. It's Middle, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee State, State University. University. It's actually and, the uh, largest four year school in Tennessee now. Yep, They've yep. outpaced uh, UT, UT yep. Knoxville. Yeah, and then of course you you'd have bands out of Knoxville every once in a while. You right. know I mean? yeah. it's just one of those things. Chattanooga, there were a few few things came out of Chattanooga. Yep. Um, yeah, and we would get stuff from St. Louis because all of this stuff is like basically within. Six four or five four or five six yeah. hours. Plus, we have know. three interstates that converge absolutely. Here. Right. So that absolutely. made it it made it easy. To sometimes get to you Nashville. would get stuff. Sometimes you would get stuff out of Little Rock. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it is. A lot of times they would play just, here simply because they were passing through. Right, right. going to somewhere else. Atlanta, yeah. of course, is only four hours away. And it's it, it is kind of surreal to know that some of the bands that have played in some of the locations here that you just would never really associate with Nashville. No. Mm-hmm. right. Um, but the, well, just started kicking around a list of some of the more iconic iconic locations in Nashville to go hear a band or go hear a performer and, and really spoke to that time frame in that era, you know? Right. And, and I'm going to, I'll start it off on this one because I'm going to start off with my favorite one. The, one of the few that's still in existence. Okay. It's not nearly the, the, the behemoth that it once was mm-hmm. the Nashville municipal auditorium. Okay. Oh, yeah. For the longest time, Municipal Auditorium was the only place to yes. see bands play until they opened Starwood Amphitheater in right. 87, 87, 86, I think it was. 86, 87, yeah. somewhere around there. Um, but that was outside of town. Right. Like, this was the only thing downtown well, big enough. It was, and, 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 and this is literally, like, Municipal Auditorium, like, the Stones played there in 72. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. The my Jackson mom saw Five. Jackson, I mean, the Jacksons played there. Uh, ACDC, I mean, just, you know, uh, Black Sabbath, Van Halen played there. Yes, I mean, it was like the all this, auditorium where all the bands right. would come to play inside. And well, it was the worst place to see bands oh play God, because it was, it was an echo chamber. Yeah. I mean, it just... Because oh, yeah. so, so, it wasn't built for... No, it was, it was built for sports, right? You know, and that's where, like we we talked about before, we had well, minor league hockey teams. It was that a played giant there. Well, circle, is uh, what it was. The, the yeah. biggest thing that was for Municipal Auditorium, I'm sorry, Dave, it was a huge wrestling venue. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. There, I mean, Starcade after also, Starcade was not only there. that, but also. Um, uh, rodeo, yeah. I, yeah, I saw the rodeo there. God knows how many times. I know. mean, it, but every time, pools, the, every time I mean, the circus was, came to town, so, circus, yeah, the Shriner Circus was there yes. every year. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I know. So for those Ringling Brothers was there. So for yep. those of you that aren't familiar with it, this Nashville Municipal Auditorium is in the middle of downtown Nashville. Yes, it's a sub ten thousand seat yes. location, just yes. under ten thousand. Um, it's been around since the seventies. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Yeah. early. Uh, like I said, the Stones played yeah. there in or like in the '72 tour. So and I think, it, I can probably and it was the biggest out. venue in downtown Nashville for the longest time. I saw my first concert there. Yeah, same here. You know, the first big a, concert well, I first. saw after moving to Nashville was there, and that was Suicidal Tendencies nice. opening up for Queensrÿche right. doing the Double Minds Crime slash Empire tour. And I can say that one of the few times, just to kind of touch base, drink. So. I know, I know, Dave's gonna <laughs> punch me in the arm for this, but I know uh, that was one of the few and only times that ECW ever came to Nashville. They performed those years later, yeah. and I, yeah. I got a chance to see them there. But it's still in operation. It's, it's still there. It's it's nowhere near the behemoth. Did that they it was. still do? 
Now, one of the cool things they did there is that they they did they've got a was it the Nashville Musician Hall of Fame? Yes, the Musicians the, Hall, uh, yeah, uh, Musicians and Songwriters Hall. Yeah, of Fame. which is really cool. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to go through it. I haven't either. I, no. to, I remember um, going to the basement, but that's because they used to do those huge, giant sales. Oh, yeah. Sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't they tell would you. also do the gun shows and yeah. stuff yeah. down there. I can't I tell mean, you how many a, car stereos, Bill Goodman's speakers. Gunner knife show. Yes. <laughs> Until it got moved to the fairgrounds, <laughs> yeah. which is now a soccer stadium. Yeah. yeah. But keep in mind, folks, this is a building that was built that long ago, and it's basically a giant concrete circle. Yes, and they have done yeah. renovations on it. In but still, the sound quality in that thing oh it was terrible horrible we used to, yeah. everybody used to call it miserable yep yeah it was a miserable auditorium I mean, because, because it just, it's just a giant yeah. echo chamber it is but yeah. you didn't care you went in there it smelled like old beer it know? smelled like old beer and cigarettes and pot yep and i mean so just, basically it smelled like the 70s yeah yep. pretty much and uh, that was a concert that i realized i really should be wearing earplugs when i go to oh concerts because i could not hear for three days yep. after that, that concert. The, the very first concert i went to i, I couldn't I, it was easy top and the black crows in 1991 nice um and it was. I could not hear like for three days. It was like I buzzing in my ears. Yeah. And it was like that for because a lot of was being young. Even though I, I even at that point there was a lot of emphasis being put on ear protection. You know, ear protection. Oh yeah. But you're still young and you just like ah whatever I'll go you know blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And so yeah that was always the thing. I would go to a show and I wouldn't be able to hear for three days afterwards. Yes, I have my concert. I was about to say here. for those of you who can't see this. So I, uh, I looked for mine. I could not find it. I have I have ticket stubs for most every show I have ever seen. Um, a few of them have gone missing, or I went to, I saw something that didn't have tickets. Right, you know, one of the two. Um, but yeah, I, I have my January seventh, which is funny. It was my mom's birthday, nineteen ninety one. ZZ Top. Nice. You know? nice. Um, but yeah, 328 Performance Hall is always, you know, like I said, it's still there. It's still in operation. They do still do music shows as do. well as, uh, you know, wrestling and I rodeo saw and stuff like that. I saw in 2003, they started doing something that was kind of cool there. What's that? Where they started making, they started doing smaller shows. And basically what they would do is that they would set the stage up over close to the riser like one set of the risers mm-hmm. and they'd put a curtain up behind yeah. it yeah. to where it was like and we were talking about like a thousand seat show maybe maybe right. it might even be less yeah. than that actually had much better sound <laughs> on the right floor there. yeah oh, yeah totally. but but i saw third eye blind there play well, like that jodeci played there not too long ago yeah yeah and you know just a- you, there's still all kinds of, of stuff that come oh, through yeah. there, you know. Wait, we're still talking about municipal. Yeah. you said three twenty eight performance. I'm sorry, uh, municipal is it's definitely. We haven't got yeah. to three twenty eight. Okay, yeah, we'll get to three twenty eight. You, you said three twenty eight, and I, that's the reason I looked at you funny. I was okay. like, I didn't think we had gone to three. No, not no. yet. No. Okay, so let me go through a little bit of. The, okay, so ZZ Top was in January ninety one. Mm-hmm. I saw Skid Row with special guest Soundgarden, <laughs> February fourth, nineteen ninety two. Wow, they hadn't yeah. been out long. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Pink Floyd Led Zeppelin Laser Light Show. Nice. In March of 92. I, I wanted to go to that. I, I saw be. Brian Adams in April of 92. These free, are all at Municipal. Free tickets, right? No, I actually. That was my prom night. Oh, that explains We went it. to that. We went to that instead of going to. Oh. Instead of going to. Okay. Right. On Jovi in March of 93. That was the Keep the Faith Tour. Oh, I forgot. Bad Company. Nice. In November of 92. 
Uh, All right. Nope, hit, nope, 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 nope. Hit us with two more. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find, because the thing is, is I've got so many of these, I'm and I really it. didn't go to, um, I, I went and saw Brian Adams again in May of 94, there. Um, Pantera. Oh, in January nice. of 95. You saw Pantera in Municipal Auditorium? Typo negative. Awesome. How do you not... How did you live through that? Well, we... How do you we, still have hearing? Well, <laughs> Dude, couple I, of I things. Saw, I was at that Starwood show. Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of things. Uh, we had seats rather than actually like general admission floor, but we were down close to the, to the, to the boards. Mm-hmm. And so midway through Pantera's set, I just jumped over the jumped over the boards and went down in the thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get the mosh pit. And I jumped in the mosh pit and realized that I was about a foot shorter than everybody else in there <laughs> and was also outweighed by a good 50, 60 pounds by everybody else. Sounds about right. And I got killed for about five <laughs> minutes. And I was like, I'm going back to my seat. Uh, so, so <laughs> but yes, yeah, I was in, I was at that Pantera show at Starwood and I was afraid. Yeah. I'm six to 350 pounds at that point. No, 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 no. Maybe two seventy five, right? And I was afraid that was the show where they were ripping seats out and throwing. Oh God, that's yeah, crazy. I saw Megadeth there. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: if you do get a chance to to visit Nashville and decide to go by the municipal, Bob Seger, there's something very very cool about Municipal Auditorium right, that they've done on the redesign. On the outside of it, there is a collection of ticket stubs that have shown some of the shows that have played there. Yeah. And it's you could literally spend hours just walking around going, oh, my God, they played here? This is so Oh, this one, too? Oh, it's great. And just to see that, once you get in the building, you're going to go, you mean to tell me these guys played in this hole? But, yes, that was where you went. That was the big place to go. Looking at this, I don't have a whole lot of municipal, like especially after what I said, but I have two more, and I want I want that All I right. know for sure. All right. Because they happened very close together. Okay. What do you got? And um, you guys are going to appreciate both of them, actually. Okay. Um, where is the first one? I got three of them. I saw Soundgarden again in 96 in November. Okay. Uh, Reverend Horton Heat opened for them. <laughs> That's a band that I want to see. Yeah. And I the haven't, Reverend. I haven't that been was, able to that see That was pretty yet. fun. Um, no, I take that back. It wasn't Reverend Horton Heat. It was Rocket from the Crypt open. Oh, that's okay. yeah, that's a big difference. But here we go. December 27th, 1996. It's two days after Christmas. Yes. I saw Marilyn Manson play there. Good this was Lord. On the Antichrist Superstar Tour. Jeez. And two days after that, December 29th, it was a Sunday evening. I saw Starcade '96. I see. <laughs> Starcade. That was that was where they hosted it, and, and that was that was Piper Hogan. Uh, yeah. What was the one? That, uh, it was one of the first Starcades that was uh, was it Flare Steamboat? The big one that happened there. I can't remember. No, no, no. You're thinking about uh, Music City Mayhem uh, that happened. It was like years. That was in like '89, okay. eight or nine. It, it, yeah, that wasn't Starcade, but yeah, that was uh, that was when uh, Terry Funk. Turned heel on. Oh, on yeah. uh, See, we're yeah. we're back to wrestling. <laughs> I keep trying to tell you guys this is not the Travis Reed show. You can, All right. I'm sorry. Anyway, Dave, you can't so, talk yeah. about municipal and not talk about that. I I have seen other okay stuff, but those are. It's funny looking at the book now because I'm seeing a lot more Starwood and 328 performance yes. all places like that. So but, and then Bridgestone original, right? Yeah. But since you were talking about that feature outside of municipal auditorium, yes. 
there's another venue in town that has done something similar. Okay, what you got, Dave? It's done on the wall behind the bar. Okay. And it's exit in? Exit in. Yes. So not just behind the bar, it's in the front of the building, too. Yeah. Yes, it's on the outside. So exit in. One of my favorite places just for the lore. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ex- yeah. Jimmy so. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett was the first person to play at Exit Inn and was booed off the stage. Basically, Jimmy Buffett perfected his mm-hmm. his whatever it is that he does at there. That's when here he, in Nashville. That's when he transitioned from yeah. uh, from country music to shrimp rock. Yes, yes. Yep. However, a little bit of lore on this that I absolutely love. There was a movie, a Robert Altman movie Nashville. called Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yep. A good portion of that movie was filmed in the Exit, Exit Inn. Inn. Yes. It wasn't open yet. Oh, yeah. So that the, they've done interviews with some of the cast when they were talking about it, and they said, yeah, they could still smell the paint drying yeah. that doesn't in that place. Me. But on the front of Exit Inn, right beside the entrance door, there's this black wall that has written on it all of these different artists that have played there. And literally, Johnny it's everybody Cash, from Johnny Cash, the Ramones. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, well, let's go to the other big one Okay. From back in the 70s. Right. Someone who... Again, perfected their craft at the exit in. Mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Yes. Yeah. Steve Martin yes. in his autobiography wrote a lot about living in Nashville in the seventies and and basically performing at the exit in, perfecting yeah. Yeah. his whole stick and everything. So. And I've seen anybody from Suzanne Vega mm-hmm. to where it was just her and her bass player. Um, I've seen Manor Astro Man there. I've seen... We saw Nashville Pussy there, remember? Yeah, yeah. we saw that band there. <laughs> Tonight I almost got kicked in the face and almost burned. Yep. <laughs> By the same person. Yes. Doesn't um, surprise me. Corey Parks, who was the bass player for them. I've seen... She was... You remember Cherokee Parks? He was a basketball player yeah. back in the nineties. He played for uh, Duke. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he played for Duke. Yeah. It's her bro- It's his sister. Oh wow! Was in this band. She was about what six four, six yeah. five, something and, and like the that. Bass player. Yeah, she was yeah. a bass player. She was about six four, yeah. six five, and was wearing cowboy boots. Dave and I were there. <laughs> I don't know if you were with me. Or yeah, not. I mean, we were there with me. But I'm talking about. I went into the bathroom mm-hmm. at one point, like before the Which show got you started. Had, you had to go up. You had to go up the stairs towards the back, towards the, the, yep. the back towards stage. the green room. Actually, you're almost on right. stage. So I go in there, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm, I'm peeing. And all of a sudden, you're sitting the, there and peeing. No, I'm standing. There. <laughs> you said in you were there. sitting there and I'm, peeing. I'm standing there at the urinal peeing. I want to know all now of that Alan sudden, sits down to pee. I was standing at the urinal <laughs> peeing, and all of a sudden, behind me, the door just like. A boot kicks the door wide. This is the men's room. Mm-hmm. There's a men's room and a women's room here. Yeah. And Corey Parks comes walking in, and she's about something. I don't know what. I think she was arguing with her boyfriend or something. I don't or somebody. I don't mm-hmm. know. And she comes in and goes into the, one of the stalls. Mm-hmm. And she's the entire time. I'm like, eh, it might be time for me to get out of here. So. <laughs> But yeah, we were stood down on the floor, like right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some guy behind me pissed her off somehow, and she tried to kick him at one point and missed my face by a couple of of inches. And then when she was doing her whole fire breathing bit that she did in the middle of it, right, she came down off the stage going after the dude and blew the stuff right past my head. Nice. I mean, like, like just almost lost an eyebrow. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally was one of those things. But, I still had hair back, like I had long hair too. <laughs> and it's one of those things that if she if that had hit my hair, yeah. It would all gone up. Michael Jackson, you know? Pepe's. Yeah, Pepsi I'm no, just like I've also seen the Super Suckers there. You know, it's, oh, it's, I've uh, I'm trying to think of who all I've seen. Um, uh, uh, I saw the new Amsterdam's play there, which was yeah. really cool. I'm a big fan of theirs, so okay. it's. A, um, um, oh, oh, I saw uh, Nappy Roots. Oh, nice. Oh, that would have yes. been a good. show. That was a good show. 
kind of. Nice. They were good. The situation around Yeah, and the not. thing about Exit Inn is that the location has really kind of grown up around Exit yes. Inn. Call it, it what it is. It gentrified around the Exit Well, well not say, even it's, just it's that. It's college-related. I mean, not even just that, because at one time, literally, you had the Exit Inn, and then, like, Moscovich's was right next to Moscow's, it. Moscow's. Yes. Uh, you had the Ellington's Place Smoke Shop Ellison's Place there. was there. Well, and uh, Sherlock Holmes Pub was Sherlock right there Holmes, next And, of course, across the street was... Um, Rock Block uh, Guitar, and then you had... Uh, the Soda Shop. The Soda Shop was Ellington there. Ellington Place Soda Shop. Of course, you know, you the, gold, the rush gold Rush was there. Had been, had been Sherlock there Holmes was one of my regular now, haunts. Keep in mind. Smack was right there, yep. you know. and uh, But then, eventually... The end opened, yes, which was yeah. also owned by the people that owned the literally area. across yeah. the street, from it, it. down an alleyway. Yeah. And I really love that. that yeah, that was a great. A, well, that's and, where we saw um, uh, famous, monsters famous monsters with Sean Isselt. Yep. Well, and folks, for those of you that don't know where we're talking about, this area is about what less than a mile from oh. Vanderbilt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's walking, walking distance from distance. Vanderbilt yeah, University. So well, literally, it's you walk. A block up the hill to uh, West End and, and across West End, yep. and you're, you're right there at yeah. yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt. So, I mean, you had, you know, in, in Nashville, you have a lot of colleges that are really relatively close together. Well, so we're had, referred to as the Athens of the South. Exactly. So, yeah. you had all of these colleges that, you know, college kids looking for some place to go see a show. And Elston Exit place. Inn was the place yeah. to go. And Elston Place was also a place where a lot of college kids hung out. Right. You Absolutely. Know, just, yeah. I mean, you know. All right. What's yours, Alan? What's your next one? My favorite place to see bands back in the 90s was turn the the turn it back there you go we're gonna need more coffee uh, <laughs> just turn it back on uh 328 performance oh of course oh yeah. which is it's now an on-ramp i actually so angry about that yeah i can take you to the exact spot mm-hmm. where 328 performance hall used to sit it's at the corner of fourth avenue and korean vets boulevard yes and literally in the westbound lane, or the yeah, the westbound lane at that corner. If you stand right in the middle of those two lanes, that is where three twenty eight performance hall used yep. to sit. Yeah, and and it makes me angry every time that I'm over there because that yeah. place was awesome. Oh, it was a, so it was, and it was iconic. A, it was an old it was a factory. Yeah, that they turned into a. a Music venue. A music venue. And it was such a weird design for it, too. Yeah. Because, okay. You'd walk in, and you were in a bar. You had a bar in front of you, and then you had an opening on the left side and the right side of the bar yes. that took you into the venue itself. Yes. Yep. But the bar actually wrapped all the way yes. around Yes, and then that. the bar inside also on the side. Yep. And then there were the other rooms. Like, that's yep. where Johnny Jackson's Soul Satisfaction used to have other yep. dance parties and stuff down there. And the nastiest bathroom oh, on the no. planet. Oh, yes. Yes. We're talking, like, CBG. That's, oh, God. That, that well... You need a test shot one, to look at it. There's one worse in Nashville uh-huh. of an iconic place. All right. Um, but yeah, that place. And again, let me pull the book. No, I'll, I'll start because I can uh, name them off top. Uh, Web Wilder, uh, low straight jackets open for Web Wilder on that show. Helmet with pavement opening up for them. Four times. Um, Four times I have seen They Might Be Giants at that venue. Urge Overkill. Yes. Um, they um, Mighty Mighty Boston. Yes. I actually got on stage, danced with Dancing Guy for a minute, and got pushed off the stage by Dickie Barrett. Nice. One of the iconic shows that happened there that I could have gone to, and I wish to God I had now, mm-hmm. it was Pantera and White Zombie. This was, uh, which... Vulgar display of power. 
I have a Pantera. Yeah. Mm. Just celebrated its 30th anniversary, like in February. Nice. Okay, like as just a few weeks ago. White Zombie was not White Zombie yet. This is before Beavis and Butthead picked them up a couple, like a year and a half later or something. Right. And they they started getting momentum, but they toured together playing venues, yeah. and every story I have heard about that concert is like I have kicked myself for Naga. <laughs> People were literally hanging from the rafters inside of that yeah. place. I would I believe mean, it. it. just I saw Beck play there. So uh, I embarrassed the lead singer of Smash Mouth there. <laughs> it, I had some I had some friends that actually opened they were local, opened right. for Smash Mouth. Right. This this is a show that was poorly marketed and advertised in Nashville. It was supposed to be an all-ages show. Mm-hmm. It was raining like cats and dogs. There was maybe 50 people in the venue. Yep. When my friends got through playing and left, so did the audience. There was like maybe 50 people left wow. after that. And me and a friend of mine were standing at the stage. Kids were like, yeah, okay, we'll check them out and see you know, how, they're, how they are live. They do the first song, and then they stop, and the lead singer goes... All right, who's getting up tonight? And there's no response because it's all <laughs> a bunch of like moms and little kids right. and all this because this is after Shrek. Oh, God. And I just looked up at the stage. I was like, it's an all ages show, you moron. And then me and my buddy walked off and went back to the green room to hang out with our friends who just got through playing. Well, the thing that I loved about 328, you know, one of the many things I loved about it is. They were the place that if you were coming in as a group of artists, like you would see seven bands for seven bucks. Yeah. You know, you would see bands that, you you know, you'd have one headliner and like four or five openers that would get, you know, maybe what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes or whatever. And 328 was good about booking locals for yes. national headliners yes. or regional headliners. Absolutely. I, yeah. knew, we, yeah. I knew so many people who opened for a, a band that was getting national radio well, play or whatever, you know. And it's something, a, something you and I had talked about on one of the other apps, earlier episodes, excuse me, can't talk today, um, was a lot of the CCM, the Christian Contemporary mm-hmm. Artists. That was a venue that they played, yep. trim, you know, a lot. Jars of clay. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, at one point in time, I went to go see, and one night it was, I'm trying to remember, Guardian, Jars of Clay, uh, Prayer Chain, Pray for Rain, and Bride. Wow. All in one that is That is an eclectic... Yeah, it's all over the place. Bride was like kind of a hair metal band, sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, and then Guardian is kind of like very, a heavy very, metal band. Yeah, but then PFR is a very poppy, very pop like quartetish type thing. Yep. And Pray for Rain was kind of an alternative a little they bit. They were kind of like you know, the, a, you know very um, or not Pray for, but the Prayer Chain. Prayer I mean, Chain. The Prayer was, Chain yeah. was kind of an alternative something or other. Yeah. And, oh, and there was one other Dakota Motor Company was on that too. I love Dakota Motor Company. Yeah. Dakota Motor Company. Let me tell you, welcome, uh, uh, welcome Into the fans. Sun and Welcome Race Fans literally, are two great albums. Literally the only two bands on that lineup I recognize are Jars of Clay and Bride. <laughs> I saw Jars of Clay play at... I only know about Bride because somebody gave me a cassette tape. Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw Jars of Clay play um, uh, Dancing in the District one time. I, I saw them play yeah. at the Sound Stadium over at Old Greer. Oh, nice. nice. So. Uh, some of the stuff that I have here for uh, 328... My big concert mm-hmm. that I saw with them, there was in nineteen ninety in November of nineteen ninety four. Uh, the Black Crows were getting ready to go out on their Amorica tour, 
and they did a couple of warm-up dates, one of them in Atlanta and one of them here under the name OD Jubilee. And it was one of those things, literally, I was listening to KDF one day, and they were like, hey, there's a band playing tonight at 328 Forms Hall named OD Jubilee that may or may not be the Black Crows. <laughs> there were no advance tickets. It literally, it was a... At the door. You go, yeah. and, and we, me and my friend Richard went, and we got there and got in line. And it was funny because this was like, this was in May of 94. There's, or excuse me, this was November of 94. My birthday's in January. I was going to be 21 that in January. So I was uh, 20 years old. I'll never forget. I was, we were sitting there. We were going through showing the ID. It was an 18 and over show. Of course, to drink, you had to be 21. Right. And they were like, if you were over 21, they were putting a stamp on the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. If you're under 21, they were putting it on uh, your wrist, like on the, the right. other side. So you couldn't wipe it And off. the guy looked at my, at my ID and he goes, I should probably just put this like on the side of your hand or something. You know, just like, <laughs> but he nice. didn't, and he didn't put it on the top either. So it was that was the first time I ever smoked pot. Hey, let me tell you this story. I got to tell the story because oh. this is this is this is like I love telling the story because people are like that didn't happen. I'm like, no, seriously, this is this is exactly what happened. Okay, so that venue held like 800 people. Yeah, it was, and it was all standing. There's all standing. There's no, there's no seats. All standing room only. They jammed 1,200 people into that oh thing. Oh my god. Okay. And literally, it was one of those things. We were all so close that if one person moved, everybody moved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how things. the Boston show. Yeah, was. Yep. and so they might be giants. Ones. I was probably, we'll say, five feet from the stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there was there was plenty of people between me and between me, Richard right. and I, and the stage. Yeah. But before the show started, they were the only ones playing, and we, we of course we get in there. We wound up waiting over an hour inside after we'd already waited a good hour out outside. You know, right. so. This guy comes walking up. He's probably in his mid-30s or something, you know. And he comes walking. He was drunk as everything, too. Mm-hmm. And he comes walking up. And he's like, he's trying to, like, move his way in to, you know. And he comes up, and he's right next to me. And, he can't, that, and like, the people in front of us would not let him get any closer. Right. Like, he, he was just like, ah. And he's standing there. He's like, ah. And so he reaches in his pocket, and he pulls out his cigarette box you know mm-hmm. and he reaches in and he pulls out a joint and puts it in and lights it up and he goes hey man you want some and i'm like uh because i'd never smoked it you know prior to that right all right sure why not you know literally he stayed up there long enough to pass that thing around to everybody within arm reach <laughs> and then he made his way back to the back and hey. disappeared back into the crowd <laughs> wow <laughs> Was he ever really there, though? <laughs> and then the Black Crows came on and played for an hour and a half. Well, it, and and it just <laughs> so how did Cheech get there? Yeah. I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, you turned twenty-one in a Black Crows show. Well, <laughs> I turned twenty-one at a Guar show. Okay, I saw Guar there yes. also. Okay. Wow, I missed it. I saw Guar. I saw Anthrax play there. Mm-hmm. I saw um, Machine Head. Uh, I saw Neurosis play there. I saw a lot of metal bands in the night. Right. Typo Negative. 328. Nice. I watched a lot negative. of metal plays. Yes. Um, a lot of metal, a lot of alternative. Yes. You were talking about the Black thing. Crows playing under an assumed name. Yeah. Pearl Jam did the same oh, thing. Oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it was really kind of cool to watch with 328 Performance Hall because it was like, I, okay, like Alanis Morissette played there when mm-hmm. Jagged Little Pill first hit. Okay. And it was funny with her because, like, she played there and then she came back like six months later and she played it at, at Vandy yep. at uh, the Memorial Gym. And then 
the next year or, or, or later that year, Starwood. She played at Starwood, which I saw the Starwood show. Mm-hmm. I almost went to the three twenty eight show because I was like that. Right. This might be it, but I, but I, I wound up not doing it. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish played there, right as Cracked Review was mm-hmm. getting big. Uh, Matchbox Twenty played there, right as uh, yourself or some or someone else yep. uh, or someone like you uh, hit. Um, Maroon Five. Tool played there yep. when uh, Undertow first started right. getting, you know, uh, live played there right as they were coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, Dave Matthews band played there right as yeah. they were coming up. Counting Crows played there right as they were coming up. Well, and the other and, and, and yeah. Garth Brooks played there. Yes. At a benefit show, like right as No Fences was released. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah. was starting to get some traction. Like, uh, Friends in Low Places had kind of just started getting... And he played He played there. Right. It's, it's one of those... Uh, Marilyn Manson played there. Nine Inch Nails played there. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, just... <laughs> it's You could literally go on and on. It was one of the big regional yeah. hits that you had to play. Well, and the cool thing about it is the price of the tickets... Oh, Rage Against the Machine yeah. played there. That, I, that, that. I think it's that like, was the selling Corn point. Corn played there. Because it was standing yeah. room only, because they were limited on capacity... You would go to see a show for twenty bucks, right? You know, and I mean, it wouldn't even be that much. Yeah, no, or less, like no. ten or yeah, 15. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's hell. I can tell you how much you paid. <laughs> now, just literally <laughs> a half block up from three twenty eight. Yep, is that other club that I was talking about that was I Blue see, Sky Court? Hold on before which, you get to that. Oh, yeah, okay, go on. I saw Buck Cherry play there. Oh God! <laughs> I have a story that I will not tell on microphone <laughs> about Buck Cherry because I have backstage pass. You can see my backstage pass yeah, right I see there. That. <laughs> so I have blocked up from three twenty eight yep. performance hall was this little coffee shop Blue slash Sky. music venue called Blue Sky Court, mm-hmm. and this was a cool little venue because in it was like multi roomed, right? And you had what? In 97, I saw Typo Negative play at Free Room Performance Hall, general admission only, $11. Jeez. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's one of those, it, it was, it just, it didn't cost that much. Right. Anyways, go ahead. So the door to get into this place was literally right next to the stage, mm-hmm. which was in this long room that had the coffee bar in the back. Mm-hmm. This is where I actually had my first cappuccino at. Okay. Um, if you, went you past, if you went past the, the <laughs> coffee bar, there was a hallway there with the two bathrooms, and it had a nook with a chessboard in it. So right. you'd go in there, you know, chessboard. And if you went on around, there was a bigger room in there that had a bunch of couches, and it had a big table, and then there would be people set up in there, you know, playing D&D or, you know, other stuff. Right. If you kept going around, there was another big lounge area that had a bunch of couches that also yep. had the door out to, like, the little patio area. Right. I mean, it was a legit big coffee house slash music venue later on and me and my buddy kevin basically lived there right every weekend and somewhere in the middle of that it turned into the phoenix okay and we lived there and what they did is it was exactly the same except they rearranged some stuff right change the name change the name and we got to know the guy that worked the door quite a bit mm-hmm. and it got to the point where we'd be like hey what's up hey go on in guys so we never paid cover going right for any of the bands and you know it's a bunch of regional stuff like the lounge flounders okay whose guitar player ended up playing in sixpence none the richer later okay. on um i didn't know that yeah oh, yeah oh wow um it sean i forget what sean's last name is yeah. um 
but Lounge Flounders was like one of my favorite local bands. You right. had regional bands like Floundering Trout, you uh, a band called B. This is where I got a bunch of the CDs from like the local regional right. stuff that you'll never that see or hear. That's the first place I ever saw Low Straight Jackets. Nice. That and then got me. to hang out with them after you know one of yeah. the shows. That reminds me also. I saw Fleming and John play at three twenty eight Performance Hall. I saw That's them. Another, yeah, I saw them yeah. play at Main Street in Murfreesboro. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to throw two of them at you because you can't really talk about one without talking about the other one. You okay? Mercy Lounge and the Cannery. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So. Mercy Lounge and the Cannery were located in a section of Nashville called Cannery, cannery Row. Because they were old it, cannery. It was a cannery. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. And they basically were... I, I'm trying to remember. One Don't say upstairs. were because they're not gone yet. Well, <laughs> it's, we're, we're in the countdown right. of it. But yeah. But Thanks, New York. Yeah. yeah. What was it? One's upstairs, one's downstairs? Well, basically what it is is that when you, when you walk up to the entrance... There are two entrances. Mm-hmm. One of them is to the left, and that's the Cannery that's right. Ballroom. Yeah. And then if you go to the right... You can well actually there's even there's even two entrances there because there's one that goes to Mercy Lounge which is upstairs right and then there is the High Watch yes which is, that opened watch, a little yeah. later but I remember the first time I went to the cannery because they hadn't subdivided it all yet and, no. and so it was one of those things it was a New Year's Eve show right. like one second the the official name is the Cannery Ballroom right they, a, because they wanted it some right, classic right but it was one of those things where before they this was back in ninety. Two, I think, or something. Ninety, like right. New Year's Eve, you know, right. like, and we went because there's a bunch of like local bands playing, you mm-hmm. know, and what is Mercy Lounge? Yep, was you could it was still upstairs, but it was one of those things where it wasn't the entrance where it is now, where you go in and you immediately start going upstairs. Mm-hmm. The entrance to it was the stairway was actually back over behind where the bar is back. Where, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, so no, you no. went up there yeah. to, to get thing, and then the high watt was underneath. Right, that. Um, much smaller venue, but yeah, much smaller venue. All still really cool places to see yep. bands play. Yep. A lot of lo- I saw a lot of local bands play there. Uh, at the Cannery itself, I saw Slick Lily play. Because I'm trying to remember, Cannery um, was bigger than Mercy Lounge, right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Now I I got to play in Mercy Lounge, yep. um, which was a lot of fun. I, I love that stage. I wish to God it wasn't going away. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen with it oh, yet. Oh no, we but, know what's going to well, happen with it because a I bunch know, of they're going to they're going to land turn developers going to turn it into condos. I know. Are coming down to turn it into which is stupid condos. It is yep. stupid. Take your Yankee butt back north. I'm I sick know. Of this. I guarantee. <laughs> It's, no, it's, that's not. It's somebody from California. No, it's it's New, York. It New York. It's a New York okay. based. Hey, it's someone hey. from outside the region. Developer, so fellas, they saved the exit in. There's still hope. We're not dead yet. No. Yeah, but the person who owns the exit in, his wife is a complete and utter. Okay. Word, I'm not going to say. Smart man. Um, <laughs> no, and I mean that 100. percent I mean she. Yeah. Um, but the, um. What was this? Anyways, Mercy Lounge is. I love Mercy Lounge. That that Mercy Lounge uh, room has got one of the best vibes. Yeah, I have, ever, and I love their stage. Yeah, yeah. I love their. St- I love performing on that stage. That stage is so awesome because it's open all the way around, mm-hmm. and it's got the two pillars in the front, and you can actually step out onto the walkway around the pillars. It's just. 
it is such, and the sound in there is so amazing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the last gig I played was at was it Mercy. Was it Mercy? Now, and, um, what most people, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not from Nashville, there's actually a national connection to that because that's where the music mafia got their yes, start at. Yes, that's true. And that's true. We're talking about that, Gretchen Wilson and Big and Rich well, and yeah, Cowboy Troy. And, yeah, that and all that in the mid 2000s yeah but yeah, i know hey look i got that, no love for that, john rich okay no, that was uh, a no. regular i think sunday night it was thing that yeah. happened every and, week and, and they all, also all of them got discovered and they would do the venue. was it on monday nights was the eighth off eight eight off eight yeah eight off eight yeah yeah and it basically and it was kind of cool because they would have different people come in to book that mm-hmm. so it wasn't the same booker every night you know different people no. would book it and they, and you would have you literally would have eight different bands play or like artists a, or whatever, yeah. but you would have like a hip hop artist yeah, followed by like ten or fifteen minute sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it was sets. it was really cool because it was so eclectic of all the different. It's kind of like when uh, what's his name used to do um, his shows over at Exit In. Um, oh, he was on the radio with the country guy, Billy um, Bones. Yeah, Billy Bones. No, not Bobby Billy Bones. Bones. Um, the guy who used to do the the. Uh, I can't remember his last. I, I hate it because he he passed a few years ago. It was the guy who was doing the. He used to do the radio show. Um, um, uh, what was it? it it's was, not. Was it Bobby? It's not Bobby. Not Bobby. Was, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Rob would be killing me right now. Oh, he's probably he screaming. Knew, at I know. You. If he's he, call him. Rob doesn't listen <laughs> to the show. Call him. Call him um, live on the air right. But now. yeah, but it was one of those things that that he you know he used to do something similar where it was uh, they would there would be a bunch of. He would just have a bunch of eclectic. You know, some right. of them will be country, some of them will be rock, some of them will be whatever. Well, I've, you know, I've been, a, I've seen ones that, that you know, literally, you had a spoken word person, you had a country artist, you had a hip hop artist, thing. you had a metal artist. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, call him. I'm not calling. <laughs> no, don't. First call. off, Rob's not going to answer the phone. Okay, don't uh, call him. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm looking. Okay, I'm looking up. Uh, but well, moving on, Dave. What's your next one? Um. Windows on the Cumberland. Oh, wow. This is another venue that I lived at quite a bit. And that's because uh, some good friends of mine um, had a band called Fluid Tuesday. Yeah. Played there all the time. A lot. All the time. Um, that was the one that was owned by Boots Randolph, wasn't it? I think so. Okay. I. For those of you who don't know who Boots Randolph is, he was a very famous saxophone player, had a song called Yakety Sax. That's he played his, Yakety Sax. That's Boots Randolph. I didn't realize that was Boots Randolph. That's Boots, Boots Randolph. Randolph had a yeah. club that was in. Um, uh, I thought he had windows in the Cumberland. I thought that was his. I, no, but he prior to that he had a club inside of um, uh, Opryland Hotel. It was it was called Boots. Oh yeah, that, yeah, and he yeah, would like yeah, play yeah. there like every yeah. Tuesday but night or something like that. My my friends, uh, I was actually the bass player James McKinney. Mm-hmm. Um, had found out that I was taking some recording classes, and was like, "Are you interested in this?" And and what I didn't know at the time, Billy Block, Billy Block, yeah, Billy Block—that's who it was. Yeah, and what I didn't know is that he was running a small recording studio over there in Hendersonville. Nice. And so he pulled me in and started, you know, teaching me stuff and you know showing me stuff and letting me work there some. Right. And they were going to the re- most uncomfortable I've ever seen Dave in my life happened in that studio. <laughs> Believe it. <In>, anyway. <laughs> I'll let and you, and I'll not let, for a bad reason. I'll, I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll let you know I'll let you tell that story in a minute. But um Fluid Tuesday was actually recording an album that they were going to do as a live album, but right. it ended up just being a studio album that I actually ended up with a, an assistant you know, right credit on. Oh, nice. But Fluid played Windows on the Cumberland, it seemed like, every weekend. Yeah. And I still, 
I still listen to that album. I love that. Album. Well, the, the cool thing about Windows on the Cumberland, them and the Loft. Yeah, yeah, the Loft played and, there. Uh, it was the John something experience. Uh, yeah, there were there were quite. I saw. I loved Windows on the Cumberland. Well, the cool thing about Windows because it really did. It it was all these big windows that opened out yeah. over the Cumberland River. Over so First Avenue. And right over first, so, so awesome. you yeah. know when they were getting going, especially in the summer, they would open that up windows, and you could you hear, could hear it, it through all of Nashville. Oh, yeah. The other cool thing is you had to walk through this whole little the alley, the alley to get to it. And so there was a there was a little like lunch counter, there was a smoke shop, there was a smoke there was shop. There was, there was ice cream. There, there was, was cream the shop. occult store downstairs. There was at one time the Great Escape had a small yes, yes building. There was a <laughs> the smoke there, shop. There was Actually more there was a smoke shop. shop down there that I got kicked out of for calling a water pipe a bong. <laughs> I, I used to know the guy that owned that shop. He did not like you saying the word bong no, inside. No, he of was his not episode. a fan of that. But I, I, well, very, I mean, it was a head shop. Let's call it what it was. I have, it absolutely was. I have very fond memories of sitting at that lunch counter at like midnight yeah. with a friend of mine. No one else in the place. The place was practically closed down. Yep. Just snockered, singing at the top of our lungs, the Scotsman. I knew the guy that owned that thing at one point in the late 90s, yeah. Nice. Uh, I was actually at the final show. Oh, okay. At Windows. At Windows. Yeah. Yeah, that was the loft and Fluid Tuesday. Fluid Tuesday. And we uh, we tried to, they tried to absolutely blow the roof off of that. I believe it. It was a great show. I was in the And you know, the thing about it is that it moved down second to second or it was on second avenue it was on like second. on down like south second, yeah, it and it never insane. took off no. there because it's like it's, it wasn't the same and you know what they did they put apartments in there all right because yep. that's what they do with everything and um but windows on the cumberland i love the layout of that place yeah because you, like you walk the, in there was there was that there was a, a loft yeah. up top you know and it, so yeah. it was one of those things the stage was in the corner next to the windows yep. in between in between the stairs and the window and then, so you were looking at and the regular whatever, but then you had these people up top. Yeah. And then you the bar was back the over stage, at the yeah. first. It was a small. Love that place. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. Love that place. Do you want I, to tell the story about the? <laughs> <laughs> we were in the recording studio, and Dave, because he'd been working on some stuff, and so he was like, "Hey, man, why don't you come over? We'll, you know, we'll work on you know some of your material." I'm like, "All right, cool." So we did this song, and so Dave. We were like, all right. James was there. James, James, me, the three of us, yeah, the three of us were there, and that other dude was there for a little while too. I can't even remember his name. Um, but Mm. Sweepy, yeah, yeah, Sweepy Walker, who was, um, um, the Opry star, Walker, um, Jerry Jeff Walker. No, 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 no. I cannot think of it'll come to you. Yeah, go ahead. Anyways, he, uh, anyways, we're sitting there, and so Dave, we're like, James is like, Dave, you want to lay down a drum, a drum track? And Dave was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, dude, go, go. I mean, because Dave's a really good drummer. He won't right. tell you that, but he is. And so he went in there, and it was funny because, like, it literally was the kit, but there was no, um, there were no cymbals or anything. You know, so he was just playing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And literally, we're like a minute into this song. He's playing along. Ray Walker. Ray, okay. It was his grandson, uh, Scott Walker, who okay. we referred to and, as Sweepy. And James and I are in the control booth, and we're watching him, and we're talking about, like, Dude, this guy's a metronome. <laughs> like he is right on this guy. I had the worst time right playing along to a click track, like just doing my guitar parts. You know? Yeah, Dave went in there, was on it. Yeah. I mean, just no very. And but the problem is, is Dave started watching us, seeing us talk. Yeah, and threw him off. Started messing up, yeah. and we're like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he I, was just nervous the entire time. Like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Dude, I've done it too. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> and we're like, no, dude, we're talking about how good you are, okay? Or <laughs> were. Put, put me in a booth with no windows and just let me do my thing. I understand. Mm-hmm. All right, Alan, what's your next one? Um, Let's see. What have we talked about? Uh, I'm trying to think if there was anybody, anything else in Nashville I really... I'll tell you one. Loved going you, you to. played there. Springwater. Okay. Well, no, I was going to say Guido's. I didn't love Guido's, okay? You loved Guido's. I, I loved Guido's. Love- I loved Guido's because we played there quite a bit. Yeah. But it was not a good music venue. Yeah. I mean, it literally, it was a little pizza, Guido's pizza shop. And it was literally one of those things where there was kind of a like you walked in and the counter was on the right hand side and there was a couple mm-hmm. of there were a couple of did you ever go to Guido the one down Once, yeah. the one down on that Vandy yeah 21st off, Avenue off 21st Avenue uh, behind where Ben and Jerry's it's I think it's an oyster bar now yeah or yeah. Something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, actually no actually now it's a hot chicken place over there by Satco it's behind the, yeah it's yeah. basically caddy corner to Satco yeah excuse me um, so we were we, we played. A few shows there, you know, but it was literally you walk in, there was a counter on on the right hand side, there were tables, whatever, and then you walk down like three stairs into the back dining room area, yeah. which was twice the size of this room or something like that, maybe maybe two and a half times the size. It wasn't very big, right? Anyway. And they had a small little stage. Let me guess, in the corner, across the back. Okay, okay. so it was one of those things where like you literally would set the drums up on one end of it mm-hmm. and put the bass on the other end of it and then you would have the guitar and and whatever else in between try to squeeze between try to and and their their PA was like two speakers mounted on the wall that weren't very good and I mean it was just it was it was not a great place as far as that kind of stuff uh, but I had fun playing there because I was 19, 20 well, years old and playing, that's, in my, playing in my first band. Yeah, that's that's those. that's the nice but it, thing about. But it wasn't band. a great venue. Now a lot of a lot of local bands played there. Right, a lot of them. You know that that was especially a lot of like suburban kids that had bands right. and stuff. You know that weren't like bandy students or whatever. That's that was one of the places that they could go and play without having to have a demo. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, man. You know, uh, matter of fact, I saw um, John Burke that was in the loft. Yeah. Um, his band. Um, Geraldine the Donkey was the name of his his band prior to that. <laughs> nice. I saw them play there and yeah. was blown away. Like I was one of those like, holy crap! All three of these guys. It was him and Spence was playing drums, and yeah. uh, this kid Daniel was playing bass and singing for them. Yeah. All three of them, they were like still in high school, but just rocking it out. And I was no, it wasn't just they were rocking. It was one of those things that they're going like. All three of these people have careers in music. If <laughs> I mean, just like wow, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, all right, well, that I'll, place I'll throw, was all right. I'll throw one out there then. You know, that's that's still kind of a. And the minute I say it, you two are both going to light up. <clears throat> Lucy's record shop. Oh, Lucy's <laughs> fun girls from Mount Pilot. Yes, as well as. Man, or Astro Man played there a lot. Yeah. Um, Java Christ played there all the time. And Lucy's was um, such a strange little place, too. It, it was just... Well, you had the record shop out front. Yeah. Right. And then and, the and venue in the back. Of course, Mary. I mean, yeah. that it, that was her passion. Yes. You know, that was... She moved to Nashville, and she wanted to open a place that 
Well, it was kind of could like, be a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, it was. And, and she wanted she she opened the record shop, and then created the venue afterwards. Right, and it was it. and it was with one of, a couple of the guys from Java Christ as well as you know whatever where they came in and they were like, hey, we you've got this extra room back here. It would be great if we started having gigs and, yep. and stuff. And so they all worked on it. You know, it was basically they came in and built it and built it. Yeah, and well, Lucy's became. Synonymous, yeah, you know. Well, it, it kind of was patterned after um, Ernest Tubbs' record shop a little bit, you know, yeah, where you had the bit. record shop up front and then you had the place in the back. Right. But so. it was the punk rock version, exactly, absolutely, exactly. Absolutely. It's one of the few punk rock locations in Nashville. Yeah, that, which was funny because like Marky Ramone played there. Oh yeah, one time. I yeah. mean, it was like yeah, yeah. Well, uh, somebody else played there. I can't there was a few like bigger bands. It was like yeah, uh, like Teen Idols played there. I know, yeah, quite a bit. And I mean, yeah. it just it it had you know again like you said, Man or Astro Man was a big. Yeah, band. it was there a lot, a lot. Um. There was a few others that, that just, and I know I can't pull them off, yeah, off of my head. But that's but just one of those places that you know. Again, if if you're from the Nashville area and you grew up in that time frame, if you say Lucy's Record Shop, you're going right. to get a reaction out of people. Well, I know oh, when yeah. when she sold, it, mm-hmm. and then they tried to keep going with IndyNet. It just didn't and it work. Just <laughs> never. It never. And now it's Tribe and yeah. and Play. And uh, and every time I go by there, I'm like, oh, that's where Lucy's used to be. Yeah. And I'll admit, I was not a regular there. Yeah, but, but you knew the place. I knew the place. I yeah. knew a lot of the people that hung out there. I knew a lot of the bands that played there, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's funny, like as I've gotten older and met other people, mm. and we get to talking, and it's like, oh, you used to hang out at Lucy's. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. kind of one of those. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. What about it, Dave? Oh, you got another trying, one to throw out here? I'm trying to think. Where well, else did we go? Springwater. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was well we, we said it a while ago. Might as well bring it up. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that Springwater actually has the nastiest bathroom oh. in Nashville, oh. and and on and, and again, the smallest. And again, it's one of those places, kind of like CBGB, where you go in there and there's just like writing all over the well, wall. There's writing. There's dust. That is there's, like there's, the, there's, you know, there's no telling what nicotine all over there's that. All that kind that's of, like the ultimate. Dive bar. It is, Nashville. and what's so cool about it is that you could because you know it's it's Springwater Dinner Club is what it is the name of it. Yeah, literally, it's one of those things you could go in there in the afternoon, mm-hmm. five five thirty or something like that, and walk into that place, and it is the it is it has made the list of best dive bars in America multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple, I think it won almost, it once. Yeah, it's almost always in that top 10, top 20 at, yeah. the, at the worst, you know. It's right next to Centennial Park. Yep. Behind a McDonald's. Behind a McDonald's. It, There's it, no park. You kind of yeah, have no to parking. know where you're going yeah. to find the place. Yeah. Once you get there, though, it's one of those things where you walk in and you're like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And it is because you'll see college students there. It's, you'll see homeless people there. Yeah. You'll see a bunch of hippies there. And then you'll see dudes in their suits who just got off work from wherever it is that they're working downtown. Beer. HCA. That are, yeah. Because yeah, HCA's I mean, over yeah, kind exactly. of behind there. It, and it is. It's like anybody and everybody yeah. is in that place. The only thing that you don't see a lot of in that place is tourists. It's because that's ours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's and and we, we'll run the tourist out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it's it's not, the, I mean, you come to Nashville, you don't expect a And you're right. Like and you're right. It is. Let me tell you about a bad place to play music. <laughs> the stage is a foot tall. The stage but, is. Especially in a dress and fishnets. High heels. Okay. Because the thing is, is that that, that stage yeah. is two pieces. Yeah. That are pushed together. And we'll move. Yeah. And if you step backwards in high heels and your heel goes down between those two pieces of the stage, 
That is not a he's, fun. And yes, I'm, he, I'm speaking from experience. He's speaking okay. from experience. There, from his, <laughs> there may be footage. We're not. Oh, there sure. is. From there his, is. I know there is. Augie Stardust days. Yeah, the, the, the debut of Augie Stardust. There you go. Also, the other thing that, that really sucks about that place is that they don't have a. They have no monitors. Yeah, none. Yeah, all they have again. The they back. have a couple of, of speakers up on the wall. Yeah, and that's it. And I know all through that set, I'm. I was sitting there trying to do the old, th- like putting my hand on my ear to yeah. try to hear myself yeah. inside my head. And I was just like, I know. But it was one of those things because it was Rob's birthday. We were at Springwater, which nobody gives a fuck whatsoever yeah. if you're actually good. And the fact we did so many like. 80s punk stuff songs. It's like you don't have to be on key to sing any of no. that stuff. You, know? you just have to be loud. <laughs> and nobody and was, we were. And nobody was listening to what you were singing. Not anyway, a Because everybody of... was standing there going, he's he, he's he's cross dressing. Yeah. He's no. not, look, he, at, we knew this day was coming <laughs> yeah. at some point. It definitely surprised everybody. Uh, I think what surprised anybody even more was when I started uh, quote unquote flashing the bat signal. And yeah. <laughs> I still have that those underwear. Oh, <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll put a picture of them and no, absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, but that was that was a fun gig. I had so much well, fun with that. And, and, and Springwater by itself, I mean, just to kind of give you an idea, the entire layout of the place is basically two rooms. Yes, you have one room that has like a couple of pool tables right. and like some and video games in the back and darts and stuff like that. It's it's a regular dive bar and there's yeah. a few tables, you know, and that kind of stuff. Very, and then very there's few. a bar. Yeah, there's a bar next, that extends next, through. Yeah, in yeah. the next room you have the bar in the back and some tables, mm-hmm. and then you have the and the thing is, what we didn't tell you is that the stage is basically about the size of a twin size bed. Yeah, something like that. It they've got some reddish shag carpet. Oh yeah, on the I pieces. forgot about the carpet. And then they've got Ugh. those. They've got those um, tinsel like mm-hmm. they're like pink tinsel like glitter or whatever like streamers that hang down the back. Yeah. It what? is such. It, and what's so funny about that is that like that is that stage has wound up in a lot of stuff like there was a show that was on i think it was on cmt a little while back it was called still the king it has billy mm-hmm. ray cyrus okay uh where he was a elvis in person where he was he's kind of playing himself as somebody who had had some success at one time yeah and then had a scandal and now he was an elvis impersonator and he played a gig at, at and i was like oh I, that's that's spring water that is you know yeah, highly recommend. I know we said that tourists don't really go. No, there, tourists but, are not welcome. But there. if they you come to Nashville, there. go have a beer there. I mean, that's uh, you, you. You'll get run out. I on Sunday nights. I don't know if they're still doing it, but it, it years ago they used to have the a quote unquote blues jam. Okay, the one time I went to it, I swear, everybody that I saw play at that thing came from a retirement center somewhere <laughs> that was were the Sultans of Swing that were on various on or off various types of medication <laughs> that was some of the most fun I have oh, ever I mean just so, like wow you know? so I did find out if, if any of our listeners want to see what Springwater looks like it was actually featured in a TV show mm-hmm. uh, there was a TV show on the, the channel Vice Mm-hmm. Uh, the show's called Noisy. Okay. Where they went around to different locations and talked to specific people right. in, uh, in different cities. Well, when they came to Nashville, they talked to two artists. They talked to Jelly Roll, okay. who's a, a, a rap artist. Not really all that familiar with his work. 
but he's he's part of the the country rap. Okay, stuff. Oh, okay. The well, other one that they talked well, to, not as famous as you with Up Church and some of those guys, <laughs> Cowboy Troy. Yeah, the no, other one that they no, talked to, totally different, <laughs> and had her shooting me. pool at Springwater, uh, Kesha. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, uh, uh, Black Keys played there. Yeah, all the, I mean, literally, that they yeah. did several con- like after they got big. Yeah, did several shows there. But, oh, you yeah, know, I have to admit, Kesha. Yeah, yeah it's kind of doesn't cool surprise me in the slightest. You well, know? but just to see, you know, her walking around and talking about Springwater and talking about the the area and just to see exactly how much of a complete dive this joint Absolutely. is, oh, especially yeah. now. Yeah. The fact, you know, and of course, it sold a couple of years ago. Yeah. And there was a lot of like, oh crap, they're going to go in there and they're going to wipe this off the map as well. Yeah. The people who purchased it said that they were not going to do anything to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see how long that lasts. But I tell you this right now: if they ever announce that Springwater is closing, is closing I am going there <laughs> just to go. I know I don't drink anymore, but I will go and just hang out, hang there. out, play pool, and yeah, just and and shoot the crap with just whoever's soak there in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, and just I saw we were talking about uh, local bands from the early two thousands that I saw play there. Remember uh, the Lucky Guns? Yeah, they. I saw that's where I first saw them. And I saw them play there multiple times. Okay, right. and they were a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It's a so yeah. Anyway, right. what we got? But yeah, I mean, Springwater is definitely one. Um, there's a few more that I've got kind of listed off. Here. I, I've I've got one, right. and it's one of the venues that I probably miss the most. What's that? Twelfth okay. and Porter. So I have Twelfth and Porter, and I also have is Twelfth and Porter gone? Yes. As, as far as I'm concerned, yes. Is it actually gone? I believe so. I have to. I look. mean, I think there's something like that building is still there. As far as, as the last time I was down there, yeah. anyway. if it's not a, that building was still there, if it's not a David Faison, yeah, I know bar, and that, uh, Jody Faison. Uh, sorry, yeah, my Jody apologies, Faison, yeah, Jody Faison. Uh, but you had in that whole little area down there, you had Twelfth and Porter, mm-hmm. which yep. was a music venue on one side and a restaurant on the other. Yes, yes. that had excellent pizza. It was a great excellent food in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, across the street you had the Pub of Love. Pub of Love, which uh, was a hang- that's a place I miss. I forgot about the Pub of Love, love which pub which was love. a place that I used to hang out quite a bit yeah. with one of my exes. Yeah, um, and then you I had, said. and then you had the. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you had the the jazz piano bar right next to it. I, yes. I forget. Oh, it was yeah. something mm-hmm. one, two, three. Jazz one, two, three. Or Wasn't it like Cafe one, one, two, three? Cafe, cafe one, two, cafe three. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was the whole thing. Jody Faison, or the Faison group owned yeah. all of those. Yeah. You know? But 12th and Porter was a great venue. The stage was awesome. It had yes. these huge two um, we saw angels. How many times have we yeah. seen Mavis play Oh, there? Mavis. I mean, that was... The Wooten Brothers. Yeah. I went yeah. to go see the Wooten the Brothers. I saw the Billy Goats play there. I saw, I mean, we saw all kinds. I saw of Alejandro Escovedo play there. Oh, Milkshake. I oh, saw Milkshake play there, yeah. and I saw them do the Rocky Horror Picture Show there oh, two nice. years in a row for Halloween. Yeah. Nice. And basically what it was is that they had a big screen up, yeah. and they would... Um, what, the band performed the music? The band would perform all the... They would show, the, they would show the, the movie, and when it got to the music, the band would play, and they had a whole bunch of different musicians. Oh, that's awesome. From, from Nashville, yeah. you know, local musicians who would come in and do the different... But the room uh, was so great that they would actually rent it out during the day as, like, for recording. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't uh, Here Come the Mummies used to play over there a lot? Yes. yes. Quite a bit. Which is... For those of you that don't know, Here Comes the Mummies... Is, if you ever get the chance to see those guys perform, it is Here's the amazing. thing about... My, my wife has Here's a friend, thing about Here Comes Tanya, the, who loves that. Yeah. Here's the thing band. about Here Comes the Mummies. You will have no idea who you're actually seeing yeah, play. They're, they're all session musicians at some form. They're all incredibly good, and but the they're thing all is, completely unrecognizable. Unrecognizable, and sometimes you have you like 
I know for a fact that uh, Vince Gill played with him oh, yeah. multiple times. Oh, yeah. People had, until he started singing, you didn't know who he was. And well, then it was like, you can, there's no denying that the, voice. The fact that he's know? like six foot five. Yeah, there's that too, but it's, still, but it's still one of those things he's where it's like. He's not quite that tall. He, yeah, he's, he's pretty tall. <laughs> he's a big dude. But, he, he's not much taller than I am. Well. But I've I've sat across I've, the bar have, from him at um, Nashville and eaten breakfast. You know, I've crossed from met multiple him, times. Been around him multiple times. Yeah. He he is he's tall. Especially, of course, everybody's tall to me. But. And, and, it's, <laughs> and it's coin toss when you meet him. He's either one of the nicest guys you've ever met in the yeah. world, or he's one of the biggest jerks you've ever met in the world. And yeah. he's been both for me. Yeah. I've never seen him be a jerk. I've seen him be kind of standoffish. You know, where it wasn't a jerk. He was just kind of like. Okay, I'm not going to bother. He nearly you know, knocked it. me over one time. Oh, really? So it's not good. I was leaving a Predators game, and I was walking up Fifth Avenue because mm-hmm. I was parked up at the top of the hill. So I'm walking up just as the Ryman led out, Oh, and everybody's rushing out. So I've got a crowd going one way and a crowd going the other, and I'm not looking, and I turn around, and I am literally staring that man in the chin. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he wasn't looking either. We bumped into each other, and I nearly fell back. Mm. Now, for those of you who haven't seen me, I'm six foot two, yeah. you know, 300 pounds. So, um, no, you're, you're right at three. I'm right at three right I've, now. I've got you by about 25 pounds yeah. right now. So, yeah, but, but the fact that that man it, so could nearly knock me down, I was like, okay, yeah, he's you're, not a small you're, dude. It's a, you are a large, large man. <laughs> Great musician. <laughs> oh, incredible oh, musician. He, he's a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a player. He's a player. That's the thing he doesn't get enough, enough love for is his, his guitar playing. Yeah. You know? Because everybody's like, oh, he's a, he's a great singer. No, it's like, he's it's a like Brad Paisley. No. Yeah. Brad Paisley's an amazing guitar now, everybody player. Everybody kind of acknowledges his, his guitar playing. Now. But, but you know. they nobody has ever really acknowledged Vince Gills. Yeah. You know, that's... Uh, well, I mean, you got him. You got Keith Urban is another great, yeah. I mean, just phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. If you can get past the hair. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. He, it's a guitar player. He does kind of have Back that, to venues. Yes. I've that, had enough of country music. John Bon Jovi. Well, going on. then you're not going to like this because one of the ones that I had on my list was the Bluebird. I have actually oh. never been to the Bluebird, so Bluebird the Cafe. Bluebird, the Bluebird Cafe, I, I adore that place for Bluebird one Cafe is about one and a half size of this room. Right? It's it very is tiny. a tiny, tiny, tiny. tiny. If cute. you ever saw the, the show Nashville, they lied. They lied or, about how big, or thing called love. Thing called love. Yeah. They lied about how big that room is, yeah. especially on Nashville. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like no, 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 no. The Bluebird would love to have this much and room. In fact, you you brought up a thing called love. That's a great, you know, if for any of our listeners that haven't seen it yet, that's a great, you know, kind of explanation it's on a, the venues. It's as, also a time capsule of what Nashville looked like in the early nineties. Not only that, <laughs> it has two of my favorite cameos in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman that played, I think her name's Lucy, and the one that. Own the Bluebird. It was KT Oslin. It was KT Oslin. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who played the bartender? Not off the top of my head. It was Webb Wilder. Oh, okay. Oh, was it really? It was Webb Wilder. Go back and watch it again. I have for, it. for our listeners who don't know who Webb Wilder is, you need to. He do, was a big regional guy yeah. around here. You what need to know? go back Let's, and listen to Webb Wilder. Just do a Spotify search for something called the Webb Wilder Credo. Yes. Yes. Was it work hard, play hard, eat hard, sleep hard? Something else. Wear, wear glasses, glasses if you need them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, you know government cheese played around here. Yes. Oh, because yeah. they were out of they were out of Bowling Green, but they played here a ton back in the yes, day. Yes, they did. Um, Along with Jason, and the Scorchers. Jason and the Scorchers. Yep. Yeah. You go through a ton of those old. You know, you had the Beat Farmers, Mel and the Party Hats, Marl and the Party Hats. They yeah. still play around every yeah. once in a while. Uh, you had Velcro Pygmies, yep. and uh, who still play around. Every Screaming once Cheetah once. Wheelies. Screaming Cheetah Wheelies was out of here. Uh, no, who was the other one? Velcro pygmies, and then there was um, 
Uh, what was the other one? I can't remember who the other one was. One of these was. days I want to do a, a, an episode with you guys about the worst band names you've ever heard. Because some oh, of the ones we've I, talked about I have just, just been abysmal. Yeah. But, you know. Well, I mean, you also had that metal band Legion. Yeah. Legion, they played a lot. Strangely, they played a lot of the rockabilly uh, like clubs down on yeah, Broadway. They were metal. Used, I know. Well, they were they were new metalish. Yeah. Uh, I never could get past dude's voice. I, I just I couldn't. Okay, I mean, it's too much. Here's another wrestling thing. Too much AFI for me. Uh, just <laughs> fair. Yeah, fair. You know, um, He's got the fire inside. But. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll throw another one out here really quick because as we're kind of wrapping up, you know, there are a bunch of them that unfortunately don't exist anymore. Like Ace of Clubs oh, was yeah. one. Ace of Clubs. I forgot loved, about Ace of Clubs. Loved you know, Ace venue. of Clubs was more of a dance, like you know, an actual like bar club type place. Then, but they did have concerts. A lot of live shows time, there. You know, yeah, time a lot time. of live shows there. City Hall was another. Yeah, one that got, I never, I never went to. City I never. Went. I went there. I know, a that was times. down in the Gulch, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, there's, there's. I know because everybody kept saying that was kind of taking the place of 328. There's yes. been several places they've said, well, t- I'll tell you one place I like to see bands now that reminds me a lot of 328, mm. and that is um, uh, shoot. He just Over there up. in North Nashville. Um, um, in North Nashville? Yeah, where uh, antique archaeology You're talking is about and Marathon Music Marathon Works. Music Works. Works. I... That place that's reminds Charlotte. That's more West Nashville. That that yeah. place reminds me a lot of three twenty eight. Yeah. It's, well, not, the it's, 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 so, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Right. I've never been there. It's kind of cool. It's I've a nice some... venue. Don't get me wrong. It's a very nice venue, but it does. You know, I, I think they're trying very hard to capture that three twenty eight, yes. and they're yes. not and going they're not to. Qu- they're not going to. But it's also kind of cool because most of the people who go there never went to three twenty eight. True. So they That's don't true. really get it. You know, right. it's like whereas yeah. some of us who've been around for a long time, the first time I walked in there to see a show, right? I, I just I stood there looked around. I was like, wow, this reminds me so much of three twenty eight. Okay, just so. And I've got the one that we're going to finish up with, okay. boys, because it's been mentioned several times. Technically, it's not in Nashville. It's on the outskirts of Nashville, Main Street. No, no. Starwood. Yeah, Starwood Amphitheater. Yes, which became Am South for what two seasons before two or three? I can't remember. Oh no 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 no! no. I take that back. Take it back. It was Starwood Amphitheater, and yeah. then it was First American Music Center That's for right. like one season, and then it became and then, Am became, and then Am South bought out First American yep. Bank, and then it became Am South for a while, and then yep. and, and then it became Starwood again before it closed and for the last a, season. Yeah, yeah, then it became an open plot of land on which Murfreesboro is Road. Still just an open plot of land on yeah. Murfreesboro Road. Yeah. Which is well, such so, a shame. So, real if quick. you go, if you go on YouTube, mm-hmm. there are people who have posted like uh, where they have taken uh, drone footage over that oh, yeah. area. Oh, there was a couple of bands that have recorded music yeah, videos. I know, on I know, it I know. And, and on the the and the, that's the one ruins. of those. That's one of those things that that is still a scar both on the land over there yeah. and on music. Like fan music fans like ourselves who yeah. grew up with all of that. So real know? quick, just to kind of explain what this place was, it is an amphitheater, which basically meant that it was an open air state or a theater <clears throat> or stage. I basically, say. what it is, they had you had seating that went back about what I don't know. It, it know, would hold 30, about it rows. would hold about seventeen thousand people. Yeah, it's where yeah. I graduated high school actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, we, and uh, so the thing is, is they had like. The pavilion area, which mm-hmm. was up close, which was the actual seats, which, which held was about covered, yeah, five thousand ish or so. And then you had the grassy hill, yes. And then you had, 
where there inevitably there was always a fire going on there. And there somewhere. was always a fight. Yep. <laughs> always. And, and there was always weed smoking. Yes, and there was there also was. they had the, the the area in the back that they had temporary stages at times yes. when they would do the, things like Lollapalooza. Which well, were, I uh, went to Lollapalooza. They also yeah. would every once in a while if they had somebody that came through and played there that that couldn't fill the pavilion. Sometimes they would do just pavilion shows. Yeah. Where yeah. They would just sell That seats. was that Pantera show. It was just a pavilion Yeah, there was, show. well, when I saw them, see, I saw Pantera and White Zombie there when they did that, that Clash of the Titans tour. Yeah. Uh, I saw Pantera come through the next year after that, and they had Machine Head and Cold Chamber with them, and that was a full-on everybody. And, and this was, um, you know, and, but they had what they called, they would do it, it was at the, um, they would have shows on the veranda, what they call the yeah, veranda. Yeah, on the veranda. And it was basically, that, yeah. they would set up a, a, sta- a sta- statue, a stage at the very end of the walk, like where all, like, they would, normally you would have, like, all your vending area yeah, restrooms and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was over up close to the restrooms. And they would set up over there. It was all general admission. I yep. saw the Summerland Tour, one of the first years it went out, yep. play there. It was uh, Everclear, Space Hog, Seven Year Bitch, and Tracy Bonham. And then the next year... Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the same year. No, no, no. That was, that was in '95. The next year, some friends of mine. It was in. It was in. I've got the ticket stub over there. Doesn't surprise cool. me. <laughs> uh, some friends of mine were like, "Hey, I just broken up with my girlfriend," mm-hmm. and some friends were like, "Hey, why don't you come and go with us to the show? You know, that's coming up this weekend." I'm like, who is it again? They're like, uh, it's 311. You know that they were like, really, I, right. I didn't know 311. You know, yeah. And I was like. And there's somebody else opening for them that likes just kind of new on the scene. They're like, oh yeah, that's yeah, a no doubt. Uh, nice. <laughs> and it was one of those things where like, just a girl had already been on the radio and been a hit, but Spiderwebs had just hit the radio, and Spiderwebs was the song that made that just blew them yeah, up right. like crazy. So it was right before they got huge, you know, and, yeah. and they weren't the headliners. They uh, were. You know, they were the the openers. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, and Starwood will always hold a special place in my heart for a couple of reasons. Like I said, number Jimmy one. Jimmy Buffett shows. Oh, well, my mother is the biggest parrot head you'll ever meet. Yes. I've been to several of them. I know. But oh, okay. it's it's where I walked, you know, in high school. Right. You know, and it's where my wife did. Really? She went to Hillwood. Okay, I went to Laverne. Okay. So, um, but uh, that was a big thing because right. it was open and you could get the seating right. on it. Yeah. It's also where I went to see my very, very, very first concert. Okay. I think I was like 12 or 13 Who years old. The Temptations and the Four Tops. Nice. That's You're going to start, a, start it good, right. That's a good show. That is a good show. That's good yeah. parenting is yes, what that it is. is. Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, my first date that I remember going was uh, taking a girl to see Meatloaf at that. Nice. Uh, I have seen, I've snuck in. I saw in Meatloaf there. Yeah. So many times I've snuck in to see The Cure. I snuck in to see um, uh, Fleetwood Mac back when they for- reformed. On uh, was it that like when they got the original, like the the original back members back, back when Christian yeah. McVie and All Lindsay Buckingham had come back on it? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I've seen so at one time you could actually buy season passes. Yes. Yeah, you to Starwood. It was basically it was it was grass seats. Yeah. Well, it was grass or you know you could get actually like the, yeah because the they did they did have like those what the box seats right they called them it was yeah. an area that was closed off. For but everybody. the cool thing about that is you know because my parents ended up getting that so we would get these tickets and then you were like. I have no idea who these artists are. You know, right. we'll find, give them to somebody else. Oh my gosh, some of the tickets that they gave away mm-hmm. were just mind blowing. 
Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, Motley Crue, they gave it away. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, nice. Dave. Uh, was that the Karabi years, though? I believe so. Yeah, okay. yeah it was. Yeah, everybody uh, hates on the, the Hooligan Holiday. Right? Yeah, I, I, I see. It's I not a bad album. It's not a bad album. It's yeah. just not a Motley Crue album. No, it's, it's not a Motley Crue album. <laughs> uh, James Taylor, we gave yeah, away. Johnny Tesh, you know. I don't. Oh yeah, give those away. Those away. Those are both two good ones to give away. I still remember yeah. going to see uh, Howie Mandel doing stand up oh, yeah. in there, and uh, they would do stuff like that every day. Oh, yeah. Opening act for him was Rob Schneider. Nice. So you know, and. For Nashvilleians specifically, Starwood you know, was a uh, that was a right of passage. If we that started was, yeah. going through all my ticket stubs over there from Starwood, we'd be here all night. Well, well, you probably I mean, that's what, most of. Is it safe to say you're looking at about maybe 50, 60 percent of them? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, my first show in town, probably uh, more, honestly. was with yeah. Tony Summers. Oh yeah, we. Um, his mom had that little S10 pickup truck, mm-hmm. and there was not enough room for everybody. So me and Tony ended up sitting in the back of that truck. Did Fred well, go? They. Uh, who? His dad, Fred. No, he didn't go. No, he never went to shows. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. Um, Tony <laughs> Summers was we'll have the to tell you guitar about. <laughs> player for one of, one of my bands. bands. Yeah. Okay. Um, he uh, he actually. And we stopped on Dickerson Road, and it may have been at Prince's to pick up well, dinner, as you do. Yeah, and then went to Starwood, and it was. Um, Bad Company and Leonard Skinner. Oh my god! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw Skinner there like three or four times. Oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. Skin- I saw. Skinner I saw there. Buffett there countless times. I tell. I tell you what. There were there were three bands that seemed well. Two of them in particular mm-hmm. uh, are acts, and one of them that seemed like Skinner seemed like they always played there. Oh yeah, yep. Whether or not they actually did, Hank Williams Jr. Hank, Hank Williams, Williams Jr. always played there, and Jimmy, and Jimmy Buffett. Buffett always Jimmy, played there. Yeah. Yep. And I have seen all three of them. <laughs> so the, the thing that led to the downfall of Starwood, though, was they wanted honestly, to develop it. Is what its it was. location yeah. is what really downfalled it. So to to real quick, technically, it was in Antioch, Tennessee. Yes, which okay. is just southeast of Nashville. Right, but the problem. <laughs> The problem is they put this venue beside a two-lane or a four-lane highway mm-hmm. and, Road. and another two-lane highway. Right. That's, um, I forget what that road Hobson is. Pike. Hobson. There you go. Yeah. But the problem was that was the only way that you could get to this venue. So it would back up traffic. It would back it up was traffic for terrible. hours. Not just getting there, but getting no, out. We missed the band that I wanted to see. Oh, yeah. Because your stinking girlfriend at the time had to stop and rescue a cat, which she didn't do, which oh she God. didn't do. So she almost drove into traffic, into oncoming traffic, to get over to this cat. Jeez. And because of that, I only got to hear one song from Jane's Adi- or for uh, uh, um, L.A. Guns. L.A. Guns. Oh, Tracy Guns, very nice. I, yeah. I only got to hear the one song from L.A. Guns, and that was the only band that I really wanted to see. Was that. it yeah, Jane? But- uh, yeah, Ballad of yeah. Jane. Ballad of Jane. Jane. Yeah, but, but you know that was also the night that you didn't know that you met your future wife. So <laughs> that, we're, we don't talk about that night because that was not a good night for her. Yeah, well, well, but it's a fun night for me. And, and also, <laughs> it, it's it's basically it backs up to like small neighborhoods. Yeah, and yes. I, and I've heard, actually heard of and the they would, they also had it, they had. Um, curfew yeah like they had they had to be done by 11 o'clock oh, if 11 it was during o'clock, the week you yeah. had to be done by is either 10 30 or 11 yeah and on the and weekends, the they, weekends might they would go, go to, to midnight, midnight maybe yeah but yeah. usually shows were done by 11 a little just a little after yeah. 11 somewhere yeah. around in there so but, and then you went from there directly either to perkins down on 21st avenue yeah or no. to waffle house or yeah 
Actually, it was usually the crystal that was right there at Bell Road and no. Murfreesboro Road. Yep. No, you, you because you couldn't get in there. I the know. Line, That's, the line <laughs> you could not. You couldn't go through the drive-through. You could not get inside. Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely you know these are some of the venues. And there's a lot of them, a lot of them that we, we haven't mentioned on this. Scratched the We've surface. literally scratched the surface. These are just the ones that are kind of the the big heavy hitters for right, anybody that grew right. up in the Nashville area or was around in Nashville yeah. during the you know the 80s and 90s period, mainly the 90s. But uh, <laughs> everything that we've talked, and even in the early 2000s. But if you little, if you're from the Nashville area and you 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 have other memories of these, you know, hit us up on Discord. Hit us up you on know? Discord or you know, there's a permanent invite over on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, or is a permanent invite. Like if you just go to our show notes, there's an invite there. Or yeah. if you're from other areas and you'd like to tell us about some of the venues that you remember from growing up in that period. Absolutely. We would love to hear that absolutely. because, you know, hey, I, those kind of stories are the ones that are the best. When you can share those experiences like we've done today, you know, right. Alan has completely gone gushy over, you know, so many of these stories. Yeah, Dave has taken such a stance on them. I, can, I have so many I stories haven't seen this man know. grin this much in a while. So <laughs> I have so many stories. I know. And, and these are, and again, these are those touchstones. These are those memories that you can go back and tell you what it sounded like, what it smelled like, what mm-hmm. it felt like, how tight the, the location was, how hot the damn venue was because mm-hmm. it was so packed in there, or how vacant it was when there was nobody else in the building. Yeah. That yeah. Boston show mm-hmm. was so packed that when the show was over, the floor was wet like it had rained in the building. Oh, I'm From sure. all the sweat. It was crazy. You hope it was sweat. No, it was mostly sweat. <laughs> I remember 328 sweat. performance. I don't remember what band it was, but I remember somebody stage diving and, you know, the crowd caught him mm-hmm. and he started, you know, they were kind of surfing him back and then they just dropped him. Oh, I've seen that a couple of times, he actually. he came down head first on that hard concrete. Yep. And I was like, we just saw somebody die, didn't we? And it was literally was one of those things where everybody kind of spread out. You know, the band's still playing and whatever. Everybody's kind of like, is he okay? Is he okay? And he finally kind of got up and was holding his neck, you know, and like went over and, you know, and, and kind of by the way, on the bar for that a is while. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, cool. if you're if somebody's stage right. dives and you, you always and you support surf the head. Them. If you you put them down, them, you I know. Put them down I know. Feet first, if somebody goes down, you help them up. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, two quick stories before we wrap up here, boys, and they're both three twenty eight ones because that that was my venue. That's where I I remember. Yep. yep. Go ahead. The first one was the very first. They might be giant show I went to there, and Soul Coughing was the nice. opening. Oh, I loved them. Uh, yeah, band. is Chicago is not Chicago. Yeah. Great song, but we didn't know who the hell Soul Coughing was. We're like, all right, fine, get off the stage. We want to see John and John. By the time this was the John Henry tour, I remember this vividly. The place was so packed in there. We were shoulder to shoulder, you know, crotch to butt. I mean, you could not move in this place. And then all of a sudden, the song Sleeping in the Flowers hits, and a conga line starts spiraling into the middle of this crowd and back out. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And I absolutely loved it. The other story, the show that I was talking about that had all the the five bands on it, mm-hmm. and uh, you had mentioned about you know distracting a lead singer. Yes, <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. My friend Paul McKay and I went to that show, and the band Pray for Rain was up. They were performing a song that normally they when they would do it, they had a a, a heavy synth on the lead right. singer's voice to start off. Well, he couldn't do that on stage, so what he did was he took a paper cup and it hollowed it out. And was singing into the paper cup. Like a megaphone, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a megaphone. It kind of had that vibration sound to it. 
Well, at the end of it, he thought he was going to be really dramatic, and he just takes the, the paper cup and tosses it out into the crowd. Well, it hits my friend Paul on the side of the head. And you have to understand something about Paul. He loves to get a rise out of anybody. So immediately when he tosses it off, the lead singer kind of turns his head away, and Paul just starts going, My eye! <laughs> the lead singer stops dead cold and looks at him, and I, we're just both <laughs> dying laughing at this point. So, Paul, if you're listening, that's a, that one's nice. for you, brother. Wow. Yeah. You know, you, you said they might be giants, and it reminded me, something we didn't talk about wasn't really a music venue, mm-hmm. yeah. but... Dancing in the district. Oh, or Sobro. Well, yeah, Riverfront Park. Riverfront Park. But the Park. thing I saw, yeah. they might be giant oh, play there. Yeah. You know, and I, was, I think it was at the show. There's Probably. so Early many shows I've seen yep, yep. at Riverfront Park. Oh, I know. Yeah, and, you know, it's, I saw Brian Selt sign Selt Brian Setzer Setzer Orchestra before yep. they got big. Yep. Like whenever they had the, the big swing revival, like their first album came out. Yep. You know, and uh, yeah, I saw so many. I saw Amy Lou Harris play there. Oh, yeah. and, and yeah. that's the great thing it's about a, those. And if you find those venues, and if you can still find them, because a lot of them are closing down, you know, right. COVID and everything. But well, it's if, not even that. It's just they're get, they're being bought up and they're turned into condos. Yeah, what's happening? Or you know, friggin' stores or something right. else. You know. But you know, embrace those. You know, sell, you know, try to support those as best you can because. Or or one of my favorites is where. There's a venue downtown, and these people move in from out of town, and then they complain about the live music. Are you talking about over on Demumbrian? Yeah, yeah. You're talking mm-hmm. about uh, winners and losers over there. Yeah, where they built condos right behind them, and then and they started complaining, and so they they shut down live music over they, there. They right moved to sit. They moved to Music City to hear live music, but then when and they, they moved had, there to be right there in the middle of all the the cool like everything. But then they got mad because there was music being played. Well, we it's, yeah, so. it's it's not the most underhanded thing I've heard. In, well, in, I know. know Nashville's closed. Don't move here. Go yeah. away. Yeah. And that even includes some of the music artists. Yeah, you know somebody that decide. And I won't say the name because I think you both know who it is. But the guy who decides that you know there's a, a very famous place in Nashville called Love Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, the highest point in Nashville. It has a great view of downtown. Right, right. And a certain music artist who will remain nameless decided that he liked that view and he decided he didn't want anyone else to have that view. So he built his house up there and decided to build it about four stories tall so it mm-hmm. blocked part of the view. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I'll call it just John Rich. Oh. <laughs> I can't bring myself to say the name. So. Uh, no, I'll say it. We all have John Rich stories, okay? Yeah. And we will not go into that right now. So but, it's... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, again, thank you guys for giving me the chance to you know, no go problem. over this with you. I'm, Thanks I'm for like, coming in and taking the reins on this. Well, one, yeah. So I just uh... This is something I know is going to be near and dear to both of you. So I figured this would be a lot of fun. And I, I am really excited to see what, uh, what our listeners have to say on this. If there's any, you know, like I said, any venues that you know of in the area or in your area... Come on, this Discord. Doing the Posting, professional man. thing. All right. Well, you, before we get out of here, I just yes. want to say this about Nashville. Oh Lord, here we go. There is something very famous that has been a, a phrase that's been associated with Nashville for decades. Eat more rhinestones? No. Oh, y'all come back now. You hear? Mm-hmm. Y'all come back now. You hear? We say that because we want you to leave, <laughs> and then maybe come back in five or ten years. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. kind of like bless your heart. And but I I want. For those of us who are some who are long time Nashvillians or native Nashvillians, mm-hmm. to start using that phrase more often and and explaining it. No, that means go away. There's a uh, it's, there's a coffee <laughs> shop, a very famous coffee shop that was known for the nun bun. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bongo Java. Bongo Java. Because I used to buy those stickers and put them on used, my car. Yep. Used to have those stickers. Welcome to Nashville. Now y'all, now go, y'all home. go home. Exactly, exactly. So, guys, thank you so much. I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and I'm Barry. And Barry. We will see you next time. See ya.